Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm Sandy, and we're two Tenderfoot tourists. Welcome to episode 104, Labor Day weekend in Branson. Today on Two Tenderfoot Tours, we're telling you all about how Paula Dean's family restaurant faked us out. A new mellow restaurant with an awesome vibe and a wicked tasting pizza pie. Surviving more than two hours aboard the ill-fated Titanic. All of this and a whole lot more on today's episode of Two Tenderfoot Tourists. How did you normally, as a child, spend your Labor Days? Oh, we usually went to the lake. You usually went to the lake? Yeah, we went to the lake, um, Table Rock Lake, with my mom and Charlie. Sometimes my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we'd go down to the lake. Sometimes they were all there. It was kind of funny because my dad would have his van, mm-hmm. and they'd be camping at one campsite, and then we'd be up at the other campsite with mom and Charlie with the camper mm-hmm. or the travel trailer, whichever. Um but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cause Where did you go camping at again? Table Rock Lake. Table Rock. Table Rock. Table Rock. Now you got me saying it. Table, Table Rock Lake <laughs> down in France and Missouri. Ours is usually. Ours is usually. Ours was usually a uh, a barbecue or uh, working out in the yard. Well, sometimes we'd get together <laughs> with family. But when we were kids, yeah. lake. Yeah. But Charlie was all about going to the lake and swimming and skiing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. I don't remember what all that we did as a kid. I mean, Labor Day and uh, Memorial Day and things like that. I cannot. Just for to the clarify, me. Charlie is my stepfather. He's like the best stepfather in the whole wide world. Yeah, Charlie's awesome. And he was also on our podcast about panning for gold in Colorado. Oh yeah, that's right. He's eighty-two years old. And he is amazing. Yeah. He looks like he's what, like sixty nine, yeah. maybe, maybe. And he's just the best thing in the world. So <laughs> yeah, you can go see that video on YouTube of him teaching us how to pan for gold, and it's a little segment of our podcast describing it. I still remember when I was a kid, and my friends would say he's so adorable. And now Olivia's twenty, almost twenty one, and what does she say when she talks about her grandpa? He's so adorable. <laughs> So, yeah, he hasn't changed much. He's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so how did we spend our Labor Day weekend? We were going to spend it here, but we decided to do what we do best, which is just last minute, take a little road trip. So we headed to Branson. That's right. And and, and therefore, we'd have something to bring to you to the podcast to tell you what goes on in Branson Oh, on Labor Day weekend. Right. And I mean, there was a ton more we could have experienced, but today we're talking about just a few little things that we experienced. Um, our main goal going there was we were all excited because Labor Day was going to be Paula Dean's grand opening yeah, at the, the landing. The family uh, restaurant. The thing is, you have to pay attention to all the words in a headline. And it said Labor Day. It didn't say Labor Day weekend. No. And we didn't catch that along with probably a good 20 other people 
<laughs> and at 11 o'clock, we're out there waiting to, for them to open their doors because we were like, yes, trying the restaurant first day opening. We've never done that. Yeah. It's a big deal. Cool. We got something to bring to the podcast, too. And it doesn't open until Monday. Monday. Actual Labor Day. <laughs> We're dorks. So the thing is, um, we should have known something strange was going on when there wasn't a lot more people standing outside than there True. really was. I mean, there should have been a line around the corner. True. What's embarrassing is the very first sign we saw as we were coming off the parking lot that was hanging off of the, there was a temporary sign hanging off the building said, Grand Opening September 2nd. Duh. Or said opening September 2nd. So we, it was all on us. It was nobody's fault but our own. Yeah, we weren't paying attention, apparently. Evidently not. But we were really looking. They had a menu outside the restaurant, though. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of get an idea of what you're going to be served while you're inside. And But the things, they didn't have the prices posted, did they? No. If you have to go online to I would see the say menu. that's so they can leave that menu out there always and not have to switch out a new one. Yeah. I mean, they had typical sort of, uh, they have typical style sort of southern cooking. It was country style, yeah. Country style, just sort of cooking. Nothing healthy on the list at all. I'm I'm sure there's lots of butter. Oh, a lot of butter. A lot of butter. Um, Some of the items include southern fried chicken, uh, pot roast, uh, chicken fried pork chops, uh, uh, meatloaf, spare ribs, chicken and dumplings, catfish. And then like, on, like that. Did she had on the, um, they just have a couple of desserts, the ooey gooey butter. Yeah, ooey gooey butter uh, cake, banana pudding, and seasonal cobbler. Right. Which means that it could be whatever the cobbler is for that. Yeah, whatever berries or... Apples are in season. They are in season that time. And, and of course, they have just your standard sort of uh, sides. I mean, it's nothing that says like that you're going to get anything like outrageously abnormal. No, it's stick to your ribs food. It really is. Comfort now, food. That's what I'm looking for. It is for. a it's, lot of... It's now, comfort food. I was looking at their restaurants, and per, apparently she does not have a lot of uh, restaurants open currently. I mean, there's not... I mean, when I say not open... Is she franchising? She, I don't think so. <laughs> she has one in Pigeon Forge. She has one in Myrtle Beach. Remember when we were down there and they were just building that? No, they just opened it. They just, Yeah, they just opened it. And we were going to go sneak in and just have a dessert, and it was so full. We it said it wasn't even worth our time. And that thing was two floors. That thing was two floors was tall. It? Yeah, it was. And then they have one in Foley, Alabama that's going to be open pretty soon. And then they have uh, one in Panama City Beach, Destin, Florida, and then, of course, the one we have here in Branson and the Branson Landing. Yeah, eventually we'll go back. Actually, next time we're down there, we might even try it. But um, we missed out. <laughs> yeah, we really did. I, I uh, Unless you want to head back down again today. <laughs> no. <laughs> Me neither. No, I'm done we driving two days. for today. <laughs> we did it twice this weekend. Yeah, that's okay. So, um, let's, let's go ahead and explain what we ended up doing next because that'll lead us into the other stuff. That is true. Okay. So we were starving. We were starving because what time of the day did we go down there? Well, they were going to open at 11 if they would have been opening that day. So we were down there by 1030. Right. Well, see, most of, most of the locations down there, most of the stores down there in the Branson line, just FYI, they start at, they open at 10 a.m. Yeah. We were there at 10 or 1015 because we yeah. walked around some first. We did. And, um, so we decided just to get a jump on it. We like, we got there just when stores were opening. So we have the opportunity to, you know, see what's going. There's a lot of things that changed since the last time we've been down there. We were shocked. We're walking down through there and going, wait a minute. 
There's a brand new big screen up there on um, Andy B's. Andy B's. It, it does the corner of the building. It's incredible. The whole picture runs around yeah. the building there. And um, it flashes different things across the screen. It's actually like a TV screen or a monitor. And then um, well, tell people what Andy B's is just just so they know. Well, you might be able to explain it better than me. But basically, it, it's a restaurant, but it also has like bowling and games, right? And they have escape rooms. Oh, yeah. I forgot they have the escape rooms. And did they have a little stage area, too, for performers? If Or am I thinking of something else? We haven't been in there for a while. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's basically... Um, it's an entertainment. It's a family entertainment. It's it's adults and right. kids as well. You, you, and they serve alcohol. They serve regular drinks. They serve food. They they have uh, outdoor seating for food. In it's other really words, quite if you've nice. always, as an adult, thought, well, I'd like to have a pizza party for my birthday. That's probably the place you want to go. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a... a Buster, Buster, Dave and Buster's. Yeah, that's it, Dave and Buster's. It's kind of like that, except you have bowling. Yeah, I wish they were franchising around here. No joke. Um, <laughs> or but if they are, we can't afford them. Um. <laughs> that is true. Um, so make us. That's Andy Andy B's bowling social is what it is. Right, and, and then we were walking down through there, and we noticed another new area, and it was like jump out at you. Yeah, you know what? I started to make me feel. Okay, we haven't been to Gatlinburg. But uh, everybody tells me that Gatlinburg and Branson are almost like synonymous, except Gatlinburg does not have all the, the country music, country music uh, shows and stuff like that. Which is a strike. Yeah. <laughs> but you, they put in a new restaurant called what again? Mellow Mushroom. Mellow Mushroom. It's what you think it is. It's it's very psychedelic. It really is. It's kind of. Um, funny it's got to a lot in. of like tie dye look to it. With the um, some of the painting schemes, um, has a lot of mushrooms that are animated looking that are just really cute. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of uh, I wouldn't say paisley. What do you call? It? You said psychedelic, hippieish sort of color. Sixties, sixties, yes, very sixties. <laughs> like somebody was on an acid trip. <laughs> with, with a, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's it's very retro. I guess I don't know how else to describe it. It's just it's just look it up. Look it up online. Go to Mellow Mushrooms and hit locations and go to Branson, and you kind of see what we're talking about. It's really interesting, though. We went, um, we were starving, like we said, and we had walked down through there before it was time for the restaurant supposedly open at Paula Deen's. So we had seen it and we thought, well, we're going to have to come back here. Well, once we found out that we weren't eating at Paula Deen's, we were starving and we were headed straight for Mellow Mushroom. We were going to try it out. Their menu is very unique. The names of some of it. Now, you have your normal stuff like over in your appetizers. They call them munchies. They have like pretzel bites, garlic cheese bread, hummus. Typical stuff. Yeah. It's very basic and everything. You don't have a lot of craziness on there other than they do have magic mushroom soup, which I really almost tried. The most unique thing about it is the names that they've given some of the, the foods that they've given to it. But there are a few that stand out as great ingredients well, for I start a great say, calzone I won't, or I won't say the name is the most unique thing about them because some of these um, salads and pizzas, the the ingredients are incredible. Mm -hmm. We actually tried a couple of things. Um, we had the holy shiitake pie. And that's the one we ended up getting. We got the holy shiitake. And, and it is what you think it is. It is a mushroom pizza, but there's, um, I think, three different kinds of mushrooms on yeah, it. Yeah, you have the shiitake, you have button and portobello mushrooms, caramelized onions, mozzarella, 
uh, and a series of different cheeses. A black truffle oil goes on it, garnished with fresh chives and shaved Parmesan. And a garlic aioli swirl. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I mean... It doesn't matter if we can say it right. It tastes amazing. Okay, so the okay, so we we had that, and it just immediately grabbed us because we love mushrooms. Okay, but what was your favorite part about the pizza pies? Oh, the crust, the bread was amazing. I I think I nailed it when I explained how I think it is the the pizza crust resembles actual breadsticks. I get that. It's got the airy softness about it. Yeah. It is so good. Usually, what do we do when we eat pizza? I eat my whole piece of pizza other than my crust, and then I hand it to you. Yeah, I love the crust. We've done that for years. We've yeah. almost been married 25 years. You didn't and share this time around. We've always done that. Well, I eat one of them, and then the second piece of pizza, I I ended up giving you my crust because I want I wanted the rest of the salad. Okay, yeah. Which is our next topic. Okay, so just real quick before before we go on to the salad, because yes. I, I think that we, we need to note that uh, – the wonderful wonderful thing about that pizza is is that it's a small one is extremely filling. The bread they don't use typical sugars; they actually use molasses instead of sugars. So it's like a natural sort of sugar they're putting into it. Plus, and it's a cornmeal style sort of uh, a crust, and it is super super airy. You know, it it's really really it's got a it's a lot of hardiness to it because i mean it just fills you up super quick that's right i mean we were um a little concerned because we didn't know how big the pizza would be if it'd be very filling with it being a small so we decided to get a salad also and to just split it because you can get a larger you can get a small salad well i guess it's called regular or small right or lil instead of little lil or lil lil or regular. Oh, wait. One other thing before you continue. Just one thing. The small is only 10 inches and it's still very filling. And it gave you four slices total to split between another person. I, mean, I just, was going to cover that after we talked about the salad oh, okay. and how much we ate. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, But we ended up getting a salad also because we wanted to make sure we had plenty of food. And th- that way we also got to try more than one thing. And they have lots of different salads. Um, I, I Greek, say lots. House, Caesar salad, uh, chef salad. Yep. But we ended up with one called the Enlightened Spinach Salad. 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 The Enlightened Spinach Salad. It has fresh spinach topped with dried cherries, apples, feta, and house-made candied pecans. Oh, my goodness. That thing was amazing. It was so good. And they do not skimp on the little things they put with the spinach. They There was a ton of the pecans and everything in there. Now, typically, we when we ask for a dressing, we usually say, like, just give us ranch. But they suggested we have the signature Esperanza yes. dressing to go with it. Highly recommend that. It's like a really thick Italian. Mm-hmm. And holy moly. It's got a zing to it, too. It's so good. Well, anyway, we, we tend to get hung up on food, but we wanted to explain that what we got. And we ended up eating all of the pizza and all of the salad, and we were stuffed. We definitely came to the conclusion that we could have just eaten the pizza and been full. Mm-hmm. So that tells you, unless you like really large meals, mm-hmm. then splitting a small is not a bad way to go. Between two people. Right. 
Yeah. The thing is also, and, and also we recommend that if you're going to eat there and you're on a tight budget, we still say, you know, go eat there. You can still eat there affordably. Just drink water and have that four-piece pizza, and then you're good to go. Right. Four-slice pizza. I, I will give you a heads up that their their drinks that you buy are three-something a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I wasn't used to that. Most places I go, they're like two-something. Yeah. But I think they were a buck higher. Yeah. So that was a little unusual for me. But they also have hoagies and burgers. Um, you can build your own pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, they have sandwiches. They have a couple of kinds of sweets, which totally cracked me up because they serve giant gourmet cookies or Mary Jane's triple chocolate brownie. I'm sorry. That's funny. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. That's <laughs> funny right there. <laughs> but anyway, our experience there was good. The service mm-hmm. was good. You know what else I noticed about that place, though? Uh, Mellow Mushroom. Was that fa- Jennifer, our server, was outstanding. She was outstanding, but everybody took pride in the food there. Yes. How many people ask us what we ordered just chatting on their way by, and we told them, and they were like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. It was really funny. And there was another guy there that was a server, mm-hmm. and um, he walks in, and he's singing with the music, <laughs> yeah, and he was good, by was. the way. Yeah. But he's just singing his little heart out as he's working, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> If he was off key, I probably wouldn't have loved it as much, but he's, he was very good. Yeah. So, uh, uh, we liked the whole vibe of the place. It was really a very nice area. Uh, as far as the, the atmosphere, they have outdoor seating. I mean, covered outdoor seating. I don't know. What would you call it? Uh, just an outdoor patio area. Okay. I, that'd I, work. I liked it. If they would have seated us out there, I would have been fine that day. Um, we did. Like it enough that we took our kids back the next day, our our son and his wife. Yeah. And then our oldest son went also, our little pregnant daughter-in-law is so cute. But um, <laughs> but she's not cute otherwise. She's always cute, but now she's twice <laughs> as, well, three times as cute because she's twice pregnant. So, twins. <laughs> I'm a little spastic about that. But grandkids, anyway, grandkids, grandkids. she loves mushrooms and we wanted her to try that pizza and we decided to invite them to go back with us the very next day. <laughs> So we went there two days in a row, and we must have liked it. But we would have sat outside the first day, but the next day it was a little humid, so we didn't want to be outside. Yeah, well, the thing about uh, this, the atmosphere in in general is, okay, what to expect when a person comes in there? Is it a quiet atmosphere, or is it a bustling? It's bustling. It It is is not. It's not one of those little peaceful, quiet things. No. So you bring your kids in there, it's just going to be fine. It's... It's, it's not a bunch of squalling and screaming, Mm-mm. but there's a lot of movement. There's music playing. There's a lot of voices. So don't go in there if you want a romantic, quiet atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. That's It's not what it's made there for. It's, no. it's casual dining. But I also wouldn't say that you go in there and you're going to get totally annoyed by the atmosphere. It's not like rowdy either. No. Um, but it, it uh, it's clean because mm-hmm. it's brand new. You know, we'll check back in a year. Brilliant. <laughs> I love all the brilliant colors. I really, really do love that. It's pretty psychedelic. Yes. It's very psychedelic. Um, even their mascot outside with the mushroom head is psychedelic. He's pretty cool looking. Yeah. It's a good fo- photo op, too, if you like photo ops, especially with little ones standing that's by the big old mushroom that's walking. If you go to our Instagram page, you can see all these photos of the uh, mellow mushroom pizza. And you'll see that mascot on that side, on the outside. You can see what the building looks like, what it looks like in the interior. Uh, go check it out. Yeah, it's a it's a neat thing. So we did a first also. So th- we did a lot just for one day. And how many hours were we down there? Maybe six, maybe seven at the most. 
Uh, I'd say five or six. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, something I had done years ago, Kyle's 23 now, and I think we went when he was about eight, Uh huh. but I went with a homeschooling group because we got in for six bucks a person. This is important. Mm-hmm. Six bucks a person. <laughs> that is cheap. But we went to see the Titanic Museum. Now, I now if anybody's listened to our podcast, I've been wanting to go to this for a long time. Right. And he worked over the road, and he still works a lot, so he hasn't been able to go. And I finally got to take him. That's cool, because uh, there was, it's a twofer for us as far as first goes. One, for both of us, it's the first time we ever used Groupon. True. And that's how we got the tickets to go to titanic museum so be sure to look out on, yeah because how much did we spend uh let me see it was uh 22 a person on groupon on groupon yeah and other than that it would have cost us 27 i think is what it was or 28 so, so you got to figure my six bucks when kyle was eight to now when he's 23 it's gone up considerably well that was a it, it's not it, i'm sure it has gone up considerably but i oh. paid a homeschooling rate oh it was for a homeschool okay. group that's why we got six bucks i got you so um all the things that you get while you if because this is not the only titanic museum that's out there there's other ones around the u.s by the way um when you first go in they uh they give you a identity of someone who is actually aboard the titanic Right. They hand you a boarding pass is what it says. And it tells you kind of it shows you the information that would have been given as the person boarded. And then it, on the other side, it tells you all about the person that you are representing as you go in, that yeah. you are supposed to be that person. It's kind of just an interesting way of making you feel personalized with right. it. And some of them, they make it clear whether they survived or not, but most of them you don't know unless you find that person's name inside the museum and you read about them. Right. It's genius. It is. It's very, It's. it gives that feel of interaction, and you know, personalizing it. As one of the guides said, they're trying to keep the memory of these people who were lost alive. And by giving us this information, we read it, we learn about this person and we're looking for their name, so we recognize their name, so we may even remember their name for a while. And that's what their point is, to try to remember the name of the people that were lost during this terrible tragedy. Now, if anybody out there is not familiar with the Titanic Museum, like I said before, there are a few out there that have – like I know for a fact that there's one in Orlando. I know that for a fact. And I think there's like two other ones other outside of Orlando and now Branson. And Branson one has been there for a while. And what they have is they have a life-size half – life size of the actual Titanic outside. And that is the museum. I mean, it is uh, a replica, if you will, of the Titanic. Then you can, you can walk into and, but it's like only half. It's like split down the yeah, it's one half funny. of it. You see the front of the ship and then all of a sudden you look and the rest is missing. Yeah. So you, you actually go in like you are a passenger of the Titanic with like what we said, an identity, uh, a boarding pass. And I was given the Charles light light dollar. You I, always do that. I always pronounce. I cannot pronounce. I can't. Let I, me look at it just to make sure you're saying it right. Yeah, I'd say light aller. Light aller. Uh, he was, or I was, 38 years old. Boy, it feels good to be 38 again. I know, right? Hey, I can beat you. Go ahead. <laughs> and I was a second officer aboard the actual Titanic. And Does it say where you were from? Uh, Southampton, England. Okay. And then I was Velen Omen. 
third class passenger, I was only 22 years old. And I was a resident of Maristad, Sweden. And it, it's just really interesting when you learn about the history of these people. She was actually going to the United States to meet up with someone that she was a pen pal with that she was going to marry. And she kept it a secret, too. Yes. And she was all excited. She was in love with this man. Mm-hmm. And um, she was all excited about this. So it was very interesting to hear her story and to learn more about her. And then to later, I went th- where we found her name. I found her handbag. Oh, yes. So I was able to see a handbag that actually belonged to this woman. Yeah. It was very intriguing. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the way the thing situ- is situated, it's, it's, uh, it's in chronological order, essentially. The, the, when you first go into the Titanic Museum, just to know what you to expect, we decided to take the uh, portable audio device, and they have these little numbers by exhibits, and you punch in the number in this audio device, and you listen. Yeah, you hold it up to your ear like a phone, and it was really very cool. Before we ever got to hit the first button, though, what did we find that you got to actually touch? Oh, a block of ice. And it was supposed to represent how that iceberg would have felt to have reached out and touched it. Right. It's pretty cool. It is. And everybody's in the the attire of that era, uh, of that era uh, like the the workers the were. The workers yes. were, yes. And you walk in and it starts from the concept uh and design and working of the actual Titanic by Starlines. And then it progresses through it all the way up to boarding. And then also it goes through the various levels like first class, second class, third class. Right. It explains all that. Um, you get to learn a lot about different life on um, board, too. Oh, yeah. And about different people that worked on board. Yeah. Yeah. It got very intimate in that area. And as it progresses, it always goes. And it, then it no, no uh, spoiler alert. Uh, the time the night it crashed or crash sunk. And then also um, at the end, it even goes through at the very end, um, the experience that people were going through while it right. sunk. And uh, it talks about how long they knew that they might have the danger before it happened. And yeah, it's really very wild to think about, right. frankly. And then the survivors and who didn't survive, they have this like one room that's dedicated to survivors and, and people who perished. Right. And they have everybody's name up there. Everybody's. Um, it's really interesting, too, to back up a little bit. When they give you your identities, they give females females, they give males males, and they give children the name of some of the children. Yeah. That is so wild. And we saw some of the young people in there. I'd say there was one boy that was probably about eight, mm-hmm. eight or ten. And I saw him when we got to the section that had a wall of the children's names and showed whether they lived or died. Mm-hmm. I saw him run over looking for his name. Oh, wow. That just is very moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about that, that there were children on there, too. Yeah. People forget that. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, everybody had uh, a child. Not everybody had it, but there were children, like you said, aboard. Right. Mostly with third class, I believe, is what we figured right, out. Right, exactly. And the um, it's very sobering, especially whenever you start reading some of the people's personal accounts right. of like their parents, like when they were a child aboard and they survived, and watching their parents' oh, reaction to that. Oh, my gosh, you're going to that. kill me. You're going to kill me. I, you know, I knew I'm a very... Sympathetic, empathetic person. Mm -hmm. I I will cry with you about whatever you've been through, even though I've never experienced it, because I really feel for you. That's who I am. But I had no idea how much this would affect me, 
even though I've been there before, even though I've seen movies and Mm -hmm. I mean, the movie Titanic really killed me. But anyway, we were reading some of these stories or listening to some of them on these recordings and it was very emotional for me. A couple of them really got to me. It's like uh, the father got his wife and his daughter Mm -hmm. to a lifeboat and he put them in. He said, listen, I'll be right back. I'm going to see what's going on. Right. And by the time he got back, the lifeboat has been filled and it was lowering. I and he believe, was too late to get I back. I believe he never planned to get on board. I believe I he was trying right. to make sure the women and children got yeah. off. That is what the age, mm-hmm. that t- those times were. And he, the last thing she remembered from him was her, him hollering down, um, stay with mom and hold mom's hand. And be a good and girl. And be a good girl. And I'm just going, oh my gosh. There she goes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But I mean, you do, you become emotionally invested in this, in the people and the lives that, that were aboard the ship. Uh, in fact, the last known survivor who was eight months old had died in 2009. Right. Um, it's something else, you know, we're sitting here talking about children because she was only a baby mm-hmm. when she was on the ship. Um, but there were two children that were actually on the crew. And I paid really a close attention. When you get to a certain section, they name everybody that was on there. And everybody that had a line under them mm-hmm. survived. Everybody that was just italicized perished. Yeah. And the children didn't make it. So uh, see, you can see how wonderful this thing is uh, as far as a museum goes. Uh, the two children that were on crew. Sorry, I better clarify that. Oh, okay. But, I mean, you you have so many things that you bring your children into, and they have a sobering reminder that life is fleeting. Yep. And also to value it and to enjoy it while you have it. And and I, you, we've seen the movie Titanic. We've read books about Titanic. We've it's watched been documentary. It's been a part of our history. It's been a part of our history for years, as long as we can remember. But uh, when you walk through it, it really puts more of uh, an identity. It's more than just a story anymore. It is. It, it becomes more factual because, I mean, they really go through the minute details of everything that went on. It does. And it was really a, a great blessing because they had tons of photos mm-hmm. aboard the Titanic. And the reason they had them was because of a – was it a minister? Yeah, Francis or – yeah, Francis – Brown. His Brown. last name was That's Brown. It. But he um, he was an amateur photographer, mm-hmm. and he had taken tons of photos, and he was only on there for a short time before they had crossed the Atlantic. And that's how we got so many pictures on board the Titanic. Right. And it was really interesting. I won't tell you tons of it, but he, when he left the ship, passed by a couple of the, oh, yeah. of the crew that he had befriended, yeah. and he said... I'll see you the next time. And when I do, I'll give you copies of the pictures I took of you. Yeah. And then to think that they did not make it. They didn't make it. And it did say that they didn't make it, I believe. And it was just very, very sobering, but not depressing. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It was very moving for me and it was very interesting and sobering about different parts of it. But it wasn't depressing because it was incredible to think that they were able to bring all that to us and let us see it. Yeah. And there were children there, and the children really, really got into looking. They really at all got of it. into it. However, if you have kids that do not do well in environments where there is a lot of reading and photos and stuff like that, oh, good, you point. might you might decide to do something a little more exciting because it would be hard for you to enjoy it. That's true. Because you want to read more and more about yeah. it. There's so much interesting information. You make a very good point. 
Um, especially, uh, you, you want to have, be able to be fully focused on what's going on, especially like, uh, uh, whenever you're reading all the, the captioning and stuff. In fact, let me read this. This is from the Titanic website. Receive a boarding pass for actual time. Okay. View 4.5 million plus of Titanic artifacts. That's a lot of reading to begin with, not just visually. Walk the 1 million exact replica of the Titanic Grand Staircase. Oh, yeah, uh, that was cool. $1 million, sorry. Uh, touch an iceberg and feel 28-degree water. Oh, yeah, the water. Yeah. I can. I only lasted for 15 seconds. It gets was, painful. It gets hurt. It hurt. It gets hurt. What it is is you stick your hand in this water, and this water is supposed to be the temperature of what the water would have been that night. Mm-hmm. And you get to understand why these people that were in the water waiting for help didn't did not, last long. Yeah, didn't make it. Uh, shovel co- coal in the Titanic's boiler room. Now, that was kind of neat, the, seeing the replica of the engines. It was, and then they have a shovel in there that has um, fake coal fastened to it. So you have the weight of the shovel yeah. with the weight of the coal, yeah. and you're trying to you're thinking about how they were constantly shoveling coal. Yeah. And you try to just lift it up and put it in the hole once and yep. find out how heavy it is. Uh, learn how to send an SOS distress signal. Experience the sloping decks of the uh, ship's stern as it descended. Right. There were different levels when it first started tilting. And they gave times then more of how. And, right. At, at, it told what point. I mean, at what time it would be at one point, what point. And you went up the first one, the lowest level of tilt, and mm. that was enough for you. That you was were enough. done. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, no, I'll die. <laughs> uh, it says sit in an actual life-size lifeboat, yep, actual-size lifeboat, and hear true passenger stories. It was interesting because we did go over and look at that, and it was like one had been split straight down the center, and there was the left half was still there. Right. And it has each spot you sit, you push a button, and you can hear the story of some of the people that rode into in, in the lifeboat. They even had a room dedicated of its discovery. Too, when they finally found the Titanic oh, in yes. 1983. That I was at the end was. when they found it underwater. And yeah. it is, what was it? Over 12,000? Uh, was it 12,000 feet? Uh, I don't remember. It, it's way too far. <laughs> it's really deep under the water. It, it, it was, uh, it, it, because of the fact that it was the cold, it was that well preserved. Right. Now, that doesn't mean it's permanently preserved, but it's its decay is a lot slower than what it would be. Because yes. eventually it's not going to be there anymore because it's just going to simply disintegrate. disintegrate. But um, they actually had uh, items that they recovered from that, uh, everything from cabinets to suitcases to, uh, um, I mean, all kinds of crazy things. That they, they had dishes, too, lawn I believe, chairs, didn't they? Yeah, dishes, mm-hmm. lawn chairs. um I mean, it was it, it highly recommended. It's worth the money to go at least once. And remember, if you're a homeschool parent, Ooh. that it counts towards your homeschooling. Yes. So look into what that how that works. But it's definitely historic. <laughs> you just can't get past that. No. Um, but okay, so that was our first my my first experience with Titanic Museum and my best experience with it because when I did go back when Kyle was little. We went with a friend of mine who had a young son also around just a couple of years younger than Kyle. Mm-hmm. But then we had the tiny siblings. Yes. And they ran and they screamed and we had to herd them. So I didn't get to read as much. So I loved being there with you. It was nice. It was very nice. It was very relaxing. It was kind of busy that day, but I didn't feel pressure. No, it wasn't bad. So um, so anyway, it's good experience. Highly recommend it. I don't know what Absolutely. it's like in any other ones, but we know what the one looks like in Branson. So, And they stayed in character. They were great. Yeah, they were very good. 
So uh, now I do want to say one thing. What's that? I want to say that my person. Oh, yeah. Velen Ullman. She lived. She did. Which was miraculous with her being third class. Most of the third class passengers struggled finding their way back up out of the ship because it was very confusing way down where they were at. Right. So the fact that she lived, that's pretty amazing. Okay. And my character, Charles Light Dollar. <laughs> I always, I'm, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to mispronounce his name. Isn't that bad? I think you're good. Okay. But uh, he survived as well. And it, he was instrumental in, in, in filling a lot of the lifeboats and he, he survived too. narrowly escaped, but he did escape. Um, now if anybody would like a little sidebar type of thing, and they want to do some research, look up Annie Funk. So we move on. So there is some new things that we discovered outside of the fact that the mellow mushroom pizza was there. We discovered that. But as we went down 76, which, by the way, if you're down in the weekend of Labor Day and oh. uh, traffic seems a little congested. What were we thinking? Wow. It was crazy. It could have been worse, though. I remember growing up it being a lot worse at different times. So I'm, yes. not, I'm going to try not to complain too much. But we saw a building going up in place of the old Bald Knobbers Theater. Yes. And, I mean, of course, we did what anybody with portable technology does. <laughs> we yeah. Googled it. And it is actually Wonderworks. It was actually on a sign, too, that we saw um, as we got a few feet further down. Wonderworks. If you go to wonderworksonline.com forward slash Branson coming soon you'll see a time-lapse video of the time that they tore down the Ball Knobbers Theater and where they're at and building since 2018. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's right there off of 76. Now, you're probably asking us, like, uh, what is Wonderworks? I've never seen. Now, they have several of them around the U.S., and you're going to see all kinds of crazy things. One uh, thing for sure, and, I mean, you can tell it if you know this, is that it's going to, when they're finished with it, it's going to look like an upside-down building. Yeah, that's usually how they are. They they look. They look like something a building that's been tossed up on its. And once you know that, roof. you think about what it looks like. You go, yeah, I can see that. It's going to be weird stuff. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of kid and family oriented, kid interactive science things. It's it's uh, it's kind of fascinating. Um, according to their website, WonderWorks uh, is an amusement park for the mind with three thousand thirty five thousand square feet of edutainment. I kid you not. That's edutainment. 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 Uh, the interaction combines education and entertainment with more than 100 hands-on exhibits that challenge the mind and spark the imagination. There is uh, – okay, so they have like sections like uh, natural disasters where you can experience hurricane gale force winds. You get to work with uh, – I mean just space – all kinds of the final frontier. The final frontier. There's just all kinds of interactive things. It's uh, it's like a discovery zone or discovery center, if you will. Um, so anyway, make a long story short. That's what you can expect coming to Branson in this fall. They're saying that it's going to be open this fall. I don't, I don't know. think so. I don't think so. I think they're going to struggle with that. They even said the Paula Dean family restaurant was supposed to open this last spring, but yeah, they are just opening. They're today. just now opening. So I'm going to I'm going to shoot it probably gonna, the first of the year. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be spring. That is my 
professional opinion. <laughs> yeah, because that's going to take a long time for them to get set up. Um, oh, here's a description of the one that's going to be in Branson. Wonderworks, a science-focused indoor amusement park, combines education and entertainment with over 100, hand, hand, 100 hands-on entertainment for all ages. Uh, feel the f- power of a 71-mile-per-hour hurricane force winds. Make huge life-size bubbles. Experience zone gravity. So I'm sorry, zone gravity. Experience zero gravity in an astronaut training. It was a G-Y-R-O. Gyro? Yes, gyro. Yeah. And then lie on a bed of nails. No thanks. No thanks. But um, this thing is really unusually shaped, by the way. It's an upside down house. Well, it, the thing is, it's like, uh, I'm thinking it's going to be an upside down house, but it looks like there's a building underneath the building that's turned upside down. It did the Wicked Witch of the West make the house fall on? I don't see a pair of legs and some funky okay, shoes. Just sure. <laughs> but uh, it it looks uh, go go to um, Branson coming soon on the WonderWorksOnline.com, and uh, you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Uh, we've also Sandy was kind enough to video as we're driving by it. You can see that on Facebook. Yes, and hear me directing him not to look. Yes, that was fine. She had to remind me I was driving. By the way, you're driving. Don't look. <laughs> because you know what i have that problem so there's that coming soon and then we had talked once well a couple times before about the aquarium mm-hmm. what's it called the aquarium on the boardwalk yes i'm really excited about that it went where the grand palace used to yes. be mm-hmm. and we went by there the other day and it was really weird because you could see where they tore down the palace the, part yeah the mansion style yes part of and all that's left is the backdrop part of the building. Which is a theater. And you can see on each side where the holes are where the staircases used to come out into yeah. the mansion. It's really strange. But they're gaining some ground. We're going to yeah. see something interesting. See some walls done. going up on the outside where the they've leveled the parking yes. lot and stuff like that. So um, let me see. What episode was it that we talked about that? Uh, it was this year. And it's what's coming. What's new in 2019 oh, whoa, in whoa, Branson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyway, just look for it on our you know, what's uh, new pussycat? Whoa, whoa. Um, our podcast can be found on any platform, just about just about any platform, Android or Apple. So just look for anything that talks about Branson, especially one from this year. And you'll hear about us talking about the aquarium. Yes. Uh, so I think, is that it? Is that our episode? I covered everything that we saw this time. We didn't even make it, but what, halfway down the strip? So we could have seen a lot more if we would have had more time. Yeah, there was a lot of changes just to just the landing alone with um, uh, Paula Dean's right. family restaurant, uh, Mellow Mushroom. So if someone was you, you had someone coming to Branson for Labor Day, how would you tell them or guide them about going to the landing? What time of day would you recommend that they go? First thing. Now the store is open at ten a.m. typically. So and most of the restaurants at eleven. Right. So you're you're looking at uh, trying to get there as early as possible without feeling like you're no, just walking around. Even the stores are closed. It's a nice area just to walk through. It is. It's very nice. We talked about it, and I said if we got there before 10, I didn't care because we'd just walk around down there. Right. And we didn't have a problem with it at all. In fact, you know what? The cool thing about going down there earlier is like, ooh, I want to go back to that store. I want to go back to that store. I want to go back to that store. And then you can just, just hit them on the way out. Yeah. Just plan your visits, if you will. Walk to the far end before everything's open and then hit them on the way back. Um, so make a long story short, uh, I think that wraps up for a episode number. Well, before we finish, I want to make sure that we also 
let people know about the annual Blues, Brews, and Barbecue Festival that is happening on the landing mm-hmm. on September 14th. Um, we've went the last two years. It is incredible. The music is wonderful. It's free. Yeah. You only pay if you buy food there or buy drinks there. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also raffles that you can do that businesses have there. Right. And even if it's still really hot out, we went and put our chairs where we wanted to sit. We went and walked around, went inside different businesses, cooled off in there. You could go sit at a restaurant if you'd yeah. rather not be outside. It was a great time. And it starts, I think, at noon yep. and goes till like 10 something at night. Yeah. And there's just back-to-back bands. It's amazing. Yep. It is so good. And it's all benefiting the Boys and Girls Club of the Ozarks. Exactly. So um, if you're in the Branson area, shoot for that. Right. It's free entertainment. And we will not get to tell you how it went this year other than finding out online because we are actually going to miss it. We, months ago, um, bought tickets. Not Steve because he's not somebody that will go to this but olivia and i bought tickets to go see the jonas brothers on the exact same day not knowing that it was going to be the exact in same st day. louis yes in st louis so we won't be here but i'll be having fun so it'll be good yes and i will be sitting around in the hotel room while their concert goes on <laughs> waiting to pick us up waiting to pick them up so anyway um i'm glad you remember to bring that to them because i almost forgot yeah we definitely want people to know about that it's a great benefit and it's a great time yeah this would have been this would have been the third year we attended but uh, we should still see if kyle and Alyssa, and then we'll go down there and enjoy it on our behalf yeah um they they have some of the same bands that the that uh, was there the last time we were there uh, you know what? If you're interested in more, to learn more about the Blues, Brews, and Barbecue, uh, we recommend that you go back into our podcast history and look for anything that says Blues, Brews, and Barbecue, and it'll always be in September. Correct. So uh, we've done it for the last two years, and we've been podcasting now for two years. So that kind of gives you an idea. Yeah. Yes. So with that being said, I think we can wrap this up, and it was an excellent episode. It was. It was episode number 104, Labor Day weekend in Branson. Two Tenderfoot Tourists is a family-friendly podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, just to name a few. To get in touch with us and chat about this podcast or even your travel experiences, simply email us at tenderfoottourist.gmail.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to check out our new website at twotenderfoottourist.com. That's T-W-O-Tenderfoottourist.com. Keep those suggestions coming, and maybe you'll give us our best episode of 2019. I'm Steve. And I'm Sandy. Until next time. Stay tender. Stay tender.